Oh man, that that scene you mentioned cracked me up so much because he throws a shoe and he doesn't. He walks out of his house barefoot, yeah, yeah. drives his car, walking across the rubble. He gets, and I thought maybe it was just like they had forgotten about it, so maybe there would have been an error that maybe yeah, he has yeah. shoes when he enters the um, studio that he goes studio, to. Yeah, yeah, but no, yeah. he's not wearing shoes there either. He's he's just barefoot. Zero <laughs> f's given by this guy. He yeah. just does what he wants. <laughs> Exactly right. He does not give a shit. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the other side of him is like so funny because he's such a oh coward as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like he constantly complains to his father, the second yep. or the third, second brother in the uh, Anu um, Anjuti family or something. Yes, yes. But he never actually cracks it at Michael himself, who is the cause no. of all of his grievances. But he's yep. just so unimpressed by his father, thinks he's a coward, yep. but takes everything that. Mamuti's character throws at him and doesn't really fight back until, you know, joining yeah. forces with everyone else. But, oh, man, are, are we going to touch on the uh, dance sequence? Because uh, uh, oh. that, <laughs> that had to be the most unforgettable part of this movie, potentially, oh, right? That. Hello, welcome back to another episode of D54. I'm Amit and I'm joined by my Money Island brother, Sunny. <laughs> hey everyone, good to be back. <laughs> we're not Money Island, just to let no, everyone know, to clear that up. But, um, we're we've adopted it, maybe. The... Yeah. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Soon enough, we'll be accepted. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Money Island community, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man, we're talking about this epic, epic movie, man. Visham Parvam. Action thriller, crime gangster, uh, badass fun. Yeah, man. Like taking us back, man. Take taking us back to a genre I'd rarely, rarely see anymore. Like this was all the rage far out back in the like you know Tarantino days, the Scorsese yeah. days. Yeah. Um, you know, like back then, a lot yeah. of it seemed like there was a gangster movie coming out, like like every year and they'd always be huge. Yeah. Um, but man, taking us to somewhere we had not seen before. Have you seen much of this stuff before or like even recent stuff, if any? <laughs> I know. I can't think of like big kind of mobster films like this that had like a really big car ensemble cast. Maybe Martin yeah. Scorsese's last film with De Niro and Al Pacino. I forget what it was called. Um, oh, but the Irishman. The, the Irishman. Maybe that's kind yeah, of the yes. last of the, kind of big mafia films I'd seen, but this definitely feels like a throwback to maybe like early Scorsese and, you know, Goodfellas and Tarantino with, you know, Myriad Reservoir Dogs. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. so much of that going on here. But you're right. Like in recent times, you don't see blockbuster mafia no. films like this, right? Like even The Irishman, not really a blockbuster. It was a quieter piece than this probably. No, I think it was more like it was more critically acclaimed from what yeah. I understand. But yeah. there's some... I mean, I, I've never seen that movie, but from what I've understood, it's it was more, um, you know, there were some criticisms of that movie, and it was yeah. more something that people enjoyed, you know, at home. Whereas speaking of this, yes. before we get into this movie, this was a certified blockbuster. Like this movie, hundred percent broke broke the box office apparently. Um, yes, I don't have the budget in front of me, but it made, I think, one hundred and ten to one hundred and fifteen crores. So I don't right. have the. I don't have the conversion in my head, but it sounds like a lot. <laughs> a commercial success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think there's some... Sorry, before I get, get into the movie, like I was reading some trivia before. Um, yeah. I'll just spin it up now. Um, from IMDb, 
This is the first Malayalam movie released in 100% capacity theaters in Kerala after COVID hit uh, with a maximum wow. number of shows. So it just it wow. sold out. Yeah, um, okay. This blow it's up. A second, yeah. It's the second fastest movie to hit 50 crore mark. It also holds a second, it also holds a record for the highest grossing film in Kerala on the first weekend. 23 crores. Wow. Yeah. Damn, yeah. So, man. yeah, this, this was a huge hit. And, um, I mean, we're very familiar, familiar with this guy. And one of yeah, the reasons yeah. why it was a huge hit was because of the legend himself, Mahmuti. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. He 100% made this film. Oh, man. Man, could you... Thinking of... Just thinking back at the times of, you know, even the movie like The Godfather, like, could... Yeah. Could you, if you could think of someone that could replace him, this guy bought it, man. He was so great. Um, and we'll just, talk a little bit about the other cast, but just yeah, yeah. himself, man. <laughs> what do you think about him? Oh, man. My God, man. Like, I, I really feel like he might be my favorite Indian actor at this point in time. I, you know, and I don't have a huge sample to work off, but I absolutely <laughs> love this guy just because the presence he has on screen without saying a word is just oh. so palpable, right? Like, he enters a room and you immediately know he's the big dog and yeah, he doesn't yeah. need to say a word. It's just the way he looks, just the way he carries himself. It just commands authority. Every time he's on screen, you know, this guy's like the master of his craft. He is, every scene he's in, he steals and just has that like commanding presence, knows exactly what he needs to be doing, both as a character and as an actor in any scene. Dude, I absolutely loved him in this. There's so many big moments and spore moments in this that I loved about him, but just absolutely stole this, stole the film. And I don't know if there are big Mamuti fans out there. I don't think they could expect any more than what you get here because yeah. you get the terrific acting. You also get the action as well. So like he ticks yeah. all of the boxes here. I got so much respect for this guy, man. Like he, he yeah. I think we, we we talked about it in um, Rorschach. He's he he's pretty old. He's up there, like in seventy one. 71, 71, right? So yeah, he's up yeah. in 71. He's accomplished everything he's had to in terms yeah. of, you know, the film industry. What, what's, what's really left for him? But he still brings so much passion to yeah. all of his projects. And, you know, um, you know, he probably is a bit limited just from, you know, what he can do physically. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, being, being 71. But that doesn't take away from anything at all. He's just, he's so, so great. And yeah, you're right. He brings so much presence. Uh, he can, he has this voice, man. Like his voice has got to be one of the best just voices. A delight. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just. I, I don't know what it is. It's like this deep, deep, but like really meaningful, powerful voice, you know? It's. Yeah. Um, like we talk about, you know, there's famous voices that we know of in Hollywood, such as, um, you know, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman, or, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. David Unborough, who have that same sort of deep voice, but he has mm. a, he's right in the same category. Like I'm yeah. surprised he's not known more for his voice, or maybe he is. Um, it it but, might be one of the things that make him so appealing, but yeah, like yeah. this is, I mean, I think one of the things I really enjoy about both his performance in this and Rorschach is that he's able to play like this character who, you know, is mostly stable, knows what he's doing, but he has this like maniacal, crazy mm. aspect to him where he could just go <laughs> unhinged at any moment. He doesn't, but you just like in the back of your mind, he's like this guy, I don't know exactly what he's thinking. And he could cut loose at any moment. Yeah. And I think that's portrayed so well in this film, right? Like he's, there are times when he's playing this character and you think that he's being a bit of a, he's like being a terrible guy with the way he's treating some of his family members, right? 
yeah. and you kind of dislike him for the disrespect he's dealing with some of his brothers, their wives mm. and their children. But kind of like in Rorschach, you understand at the end why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah. He's a guy who's got a plan. He's confident in what he's doing. And he's just so full of purpose and committed to creating this strong family that he'll just do whatever he wants. But that ability to play kind of a douchey character, but also mm. a hero in a way, he just does that so well, man. Like such a layered performance here. He totes that line between being a badass, awesome guy with, oh, that's a bit mean what he just did, but there's yeah. a reason for it too. Just love it. Yeah, I wonder, because he's got such a big backlog. Like I... He must have, I don't know if this is something he's doing later in his career or not. I'd love yeah. to know if there is anyone listening to this. Like, what's his progression sort of been like? Because we're, we're obviously huge fans, and I'd love to sort of see what Roddy has. Like, has he just done, like, a slapstick comedy or something? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he must have. <laughs> a rom-com? A rom-com? Yeah, yeah. He's definitely got the range. So, I'm, you know, I think we've, we've seen a certain side of him. But you're right, like, the performances in this, it's, a, like, a little bit unhinged, a little bit crazy. But at the yeah. same time, I guess he's just, you just want to watch him. <laughs> that, that, yeah. that, that's what it feels like. You just want to watch him and what, what's he going to do. And like, um, even as he's just walking past, he's, I don't know, he's mastered the art of just, you know, being on camera or something like that. I yeah, don't know yeah. What else it is. He's, like, he's, he's, he's so natural. <laughs> command of his body, his craft, like every time he's on screen, he does what he's doing. I think yeah. you have to give a degree of credit to the director as well, because aside from yeah. the fact that there's great acting, I think the director does a great job of creating the aura around the Michael character, right? As this scary, yeah. fearsome guy. Like it's even from the very first scenes where they're all waiting downstairs for him. And he's just yeah. upstairs and they're all just like chit-chatting, a little bit scared, like, fidgeting yeah. around one another. Others are like waiting for him like they adore him and he's the hero. Others are like whispering mm. to each other conspiratorially. But it's the film that creates that kind of like aura to him, right, such that when he comes down the stairs, everyone's looking up. So like just the direction here is great in creating that mood as well of yeah. this guy is a little bit crazy, He, but he's the boss and he doesn't need to say a yeah. whole lot to portray that. So kudos to the director for helping like accentuate Mamuti's greatness already in presence. Definitely. Um, so director Amal Nirad. Um, yeah. Yeah. Obviously we haven't heard much of him, but yeah, he did a fantastic job in, in this movie and you're right. Cause it is hand in hand, but I think Mamuti is such like a, such a big presence and such a, you know, he's got so much creative control. We've got who he is. Yeah. I think they work hand in hand. You totally. Know? Like yeah. I, I think he's, you know, probably not, he's not definitely not an inexperienced actor. So he sort of knows, he probably helps. I'm, I'm sure a director, like to get Mamuji in your movie, would be almost like a dream. I would yeah. think because you have yeah. somebody that knows how to make a blockbuster. Um, yes. Well, it will be most likely a blockbuster because you have him. But then, yeah, yeah, yeah. As you know, we've seen so far, he's terrific. He takes it completely professionally. I've never saw him um, go out of character or you know lapse in any moment no. in any anything I've seen him in so far. He's not given one moment where I felt like he's off. Like he's so yeah. much in control. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Everything with um, the way they sort of portray him, and I want to touch on the music and sort of the looks a little bit too. But yeah. um, I'm sure we'll talk about them more. But man, ensemble cast, like ensemble cast, man. Obviously, we don't know too many. But hey, man, our friend, our good Old friend, mate. Shine, 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 Tom Cracko. Oh man, Tommy <laughs> okay. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I was oh, pretty. God. I was pretty happy when I saw him. 
man. I mean, given I haven't watched a whole lot of films, when I see the similar faces, it makes me happy just because I can recognize yeah. it. But as soon as I saw his face, I knew we were going to be in for a hilarious, like, energetic, unhinged performance oh, as well. No. And that's exactly what he is, this whole film. He is manic. That's what I had. He was just so fun. I mean, the first scene is him just snorting cocaine. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, just standing shine, shine, shine on chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I talked about, like, maybe Mamuti's character being a bit unhinged, but this guy is the definition of unhinged. You never know yeah. what he's going to do at any point in time. No, no, no you, you really don't. Um he was, I'm um, honestly like, it's so, it's so important to have this character because Mamuchi's a rock. Like, yeah, every yeah, time yeah. he's on screen, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, every time um, Tony Chan Krakow, uh, Peter in the movie, sort of is on screen, it's just like, you know, there's something going to be wild happening. And basically, that's what it was. He was so crazy in this movie. And I, I enjoyed his performance so much because it was just, I don't, I was never bored. It was never, you no. know. I was always wondering what's he going to do next, like what crazy things he's going to do next. And obviously yes. some of them I never saw coming. Um, I agree. Yeah, I I mean, was... Go for it. Man. I mean, the, the, like there are so many scenes where I just, as you're saying, you don't know what's coming. That scene when he's coming out of the shower and getting dressed and his wife is there doing her work, you know yeah. that something's going to happen, but you're like, what's he going to do? And then he looks at his shoe and complains about it not being polished well enough and then throws it at yeah. her and then walks out the door without any shoes at all. Just like, what are you doing, mate? Like, this is just a guy completely <laughs> driven by ego and, like, arrogance yeah. and just, like, has no self-control or self-reflection. Like, such a contrast to the Mamuti character as well. Yes. Which works on many levels, I think, just to show, yeah. you know, just what Mamuti's like, character's like and what he's like. But, yeah. dude. Oh, man, that, that scene you mentioned cracked me up so much because he throws a shoe and he doesn't he walks out of his house barefoot yeah, yeah. drives his car walking across rubble he gets and i thought maybe it was just like they had forgotten about it so maybe there would have been an error that yeah, maybe yeah. his shoes when he enters the um studio that he studio, goes to yeah, 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 yeah. he's not wearing shoes there either he's he's just barefoot zero <laughs> f's given by this guy he yeah. just does what he wants Exactly right. He does not give a shit. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the other side of him is like so funny because he's such a oh coward as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he constantly complains to his father, the second yeah. or the third, second brother in the uh, Anu, um, Anjuti family or something. Yes, yes. But he never actually cracks it at Michael himself, who is the cause no. of all of his grievances. But he's yeah. just so unimpressed by his father, thinks he's a coward, yeah. but takes everything that. Mamuti's character throws at him and doesn't really fight back until, you know, joining yeah. forces with everyone else. But, oh, man, are, are we going to yeah. touch on the uh, dance sequence? Uh, the Because uh, <laughs> that had to be the most unforgettable part of this movie, potentially, right? So. That, yeah, man, yeah, I yeah. never expected him to be showing another man how to dance <laughs> in a sexy way. That was awkward <laughs> to watch and hilarious too. But th yeah. that... That was amazing. Like, not something I would have thought that Shine Tom Jaka no. would have done, but, dude, nope. that I... was so damn funny. 
I was literally blown away by that that scene. I I could not, oh I could God. not for the life of me understand what was what was going on here. Was just <laughs> I like, did not understand, <laughs> and the scene like stretched on for like a minute longer than I expected. Yeah, because he just kept yeah. doing that like really sexy dance, and I was I like, know. "Please stop doing this. This is making me awkward." Yeah, but, oh, dude, like, he keeps stopping. He keeps stopping the guy's ass. <laughs> I was like, man, leave the guy, leave the poor guy alone. Like, it was just... He's, like, terrified. Was, but, like, what is that? Is he a director of a film? Like, is he, has the family a, just got so much money he can have these random side projects? Like, no, maybe, no, I, I don't so know. He was, a, he was a producer on the film, so he's throwing money uh, at the movie. So uh, right, that's sort of okay. why, like, everyone's sort of, you know, they have to do what he says. The yeah, director, yeah. Or, I think even before that, the dancer says, like, who chose a stoppy outfit? And then, like, um, the... The director says, oh, yes. the producer, and he goes silent. He's like, oh, well, you know, we have to do things for roles these days. <laughs> but Dude, no. So good. That that scene was, um, yeah. It's going to be if, imprinted in my mind for longer yeah. than I want it to be, to be honest. But yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> might be yeah, worth no, it that, to just that scene. Exactly. No. That, that uh, scene was just insane. <laughs> But I also think that his character, like, despite being insane and all of that, I think he actually has a role to play in the plot because I contrast him with the, what's the the brother of Army, the guy who gets killed, uh, Ajas, Ajas, I think. Oh, yeah. The shop owner? Yeah. The shop owner character? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, him, right? Because there's a guy who just keeps his head down and does his work you know, runs the store and that part of the family is the one that's bringing in all the money, right? They run the shop, they run the petrol station and Michael, Mamuti's character, gives them more money because they're the ones doing yeah. a good job and keeping the family afloat. And he's just like this very reasonable, practical guy, doesn't want to cause trouble. And, you know, Shine Tom Chaco is just this unhinged guy who's wasting money, you know, not doing anything for the family, doesn't mm. reflect on his own behaviour, doesn't understand why Michael's doing the stuff he is. And at the end of the day, it's, you know, the Sean, Tom Shine Chaka character gets killed and it's the Ajax guy who is most like Michael in his sense of duty. He gets yeah, to take yeah. over the family reins, right? He becomes the boss at the end after Correct. Michael retires or whatever. So I, I thought it's like an interesting, yeah. like, character study as well in terms of what it oh, means yeah. to be the head of this mafia family and what kind of skills you need. You can't just be this unhinged, crazy man. You need yeah, someone yeah, who's yeah. got a sense of duty, but who will also do what needs to be done to look after the family, which is Michael and that Ajax character. No, definitely. Like, I think they um sort of getting into sort of the movie a little bit with sort of the first half and stuff like that. Like, they really mm-hmm. do a good job of sort of establishing a few yeah. things. Yeah. Um, no, like, that scene you mentioned about Ajax, basically, I think the way they show him to start with, it's in such great contrast to everybody else. Like that, that first scene is so important. In fact, I rewatched it just because I, I think it went over me at the start. But yeah, then when yeah, I rewatched yeah. it and I sort of with the understanding of who these characters were, you sort of get it. You sort of see things a bit differently. Um, yeah. At least that's what I was sort of getting. So yeah, essentially, yeah, yeah. the way they show him was, I think, at the start was like the first scene with him is like he was cooking fish for like his <sighs> wife and yeah, his gotcha, um, yes, mother. Yes. Yeah. The other men are basically shown as like womanizers and like, you know, um, you're not Good treating point. him very nicer. Yeah. Especially like the their property. Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Oh, the Martin character. Yeah. Martin. Martin yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The police did, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 He was like, you know, they showed like they're all sort of selfish, the politician that, you know, the church leader who's not really doing much, not paying back his debts. Yeah. So 
they really put him in contrast. Um, but what I loved about that first initial scene was yeah. like basically it sets up the dynamic of the characters so well. Like you mentioned it before, some of them are sort of bickering in between, um, conspiring. Some of them are not really content with what was going on with the, how the families run. You know, what gives him all this power and all this mm. stuff. And then other people are just looking at him like an actual god. Like, yes. like, like, like I think like when he walks out, Ajaz is looking at him. He's looking up at him like he's really worships this man. Yeah. So he, I think it's just a great job of setting up. And really the first hour, I think, like this movie, I don't know what you thought, but this movie took a while to really get into, you know, the side of basically where they're trying to, you know, conspire against him. Yeah. Um, how did the sort of first half play out for you and stuff like that? Do you enjoy um, how it was going? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the first half or the first two-thirds of this film are really the parts yeah. that stand out to me. It's less the action but the character build-up throughout the first half that really makes everything in the second half work or have some emotional resonance. But just following these characters, understanding what their motivations are and the dynamics between them and each other and them and Michael um, and just understanding their circumstances, just it invested me in this world so much. And they were all so well fleshed out that you are interested in each one of these new characters that gets yep. introduced because it's a big cast and, like, you'd be forgiven for not keeping everyone's relationships in your head because no. it's a bit hard to follow. But just delving into these characters and doing such a good job with so little dialogue and just with looks as well, I was just completely mesmerized by the character dynamics of this. And it's probably the thing I would say about this film. It's not the action or the overarching plot that really got me into this film or what I will remember, because those are probably things you will have seen before. And there's mm. not maybe a whole lot of creative flourishes here, but the way the characters are done, the way they're fleshed out and their motivations and aspirations and dreams are fleshed out, just so compelling. And you just, bought into this world from the start, man. So I loved that first half, first two thirds of this film. No, it's really good. Like, I mean, it did get me a little worried because I hate to bring up every podcast, but yeah, exposition. Like, there was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There Classic. was a lot of explaining. But oh, know, even something... in the first scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, God, yeah. Yeah, I think that's why I watched it again because I didn't really, like, I watched the first half again because I was like, I didn't really, at that time, I couldn't really pick it up. But sort of when I did, Sort of the second time around, I understood sort of what was going on much better. So the thing is, it was so gripping. Like, that, that's the thing. Like you really are invested in a lot of these characters, and I want to learn more. I want to find out what was going on. You're right. Like I was losing track of who's who's who. Who's who part of the family how they're related to one another? And, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I like I like like are you the brother? And are you the son? And are you the like you know? <laughs> yeah. It, it started to, I started to lose track of that, and I think yeah, yes. you're right. You can easily be forgiven if you watch it once and lose track of it. But overall, man, I really did, at the end of the day, enjoy sort of fleshing out these characters because you really start to understand them. And um, then when sort of shit hits the fan, you really start to feel it much more. Yeah. Uh, It has a much more impact. Totally. And can I also say, I think the you made a comment earlier about how the you know women are treated in this film. And mm. I think it's really interesting because while the women are you know not treated with respect in this film, I guess it's set in the 80s or, or whatever, right? Yeah. It's, it, it's in the past. But it doesn't mean that the female characters aren't given some room to breathe and like fleshed out yes. quite well, right? Um, you have characters like... Um, Susan, one of the sisters, right? And you are uh, one of Mamuti's sisters in the film. And, you know, you get to see her life with this abusive husband, Martin, who's, you know, 
a pretty terrible guy, all things considered. Yeah. But you understand her dynamics with um, with the Mamuti character, Michael, and, you know, she stands up for herself and eventually leaves Martin and, you know, goes away with her yeah. daughter and son elsewhere. So she's given some room to breathe. And then you have the love uh, the love story between Ami and Rachel, who is, I think, yep. Susan's daughter, I think. And, yes. you know, Rachel's a pretty strong character as well. Like, she knows what she wants. She's the one who, like, talks to Michael to get his approval, yeah. right? When the family meets, it's not Army talking or another man. She just literally straight up says, Army and I are in love and we're going to get married no matter what. Like, she yeah. doesn't even ask her his opinion. She just says it out flat. And I feel like that's the first time anyone tells the Michael Mamuti character how it's going to be. And he just immediately, like, understands the situation and says, yes, of course, that's fine. But she really yeah. is very firm. She also has a strong sense of justice. Like, when Army dies, she's like, we need to get revenge. Like, yes. like, it needs to be complete and this is what I want. And, you know, she's not a scared character. So I think even those female characters, whilst they're not treated well by the men in the family, I think there's some time given to flesh them out rather than just as purely side characters. So I, I appreciated that as well. Yeah, no, there was. I also thought they were given, um, you know, some room to, room to breathe as well. I think one other character I did enjoy was, um, I don't know her name, and I don't really know how to find it out either because I don't know what her name is in the movie. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was the one that had like a potential love interest in Mamuchi. Uh, oh, think- Alice, Alice. Yeah, oh, Alice, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, like it was kind of um, it was kind of tragic and sad to sort of see that sort of play out. But you got to see the side of Mamuti, which was a bit you know, more it was like he had lost. Caring. Yeah, like you know, it's like he's lost something, but he's not sort of given up. Like he makes a briyani and he has a nice conversation, and you can see yes. that there was definitely a something deep. there, um, a, a deep bond. But just that's right, a deep friendship that it obviously seen a lot between both of yeah. them or they, they they knew what you know each other had been through essentially so yeah you're right yeah i, I, I did enjoy that i also enjoyed the um i can't remember i don't know who she was but the grandma that was watching terminator um, oh <laughs> what a classic scene and i also think like it was a bit of like <laughs> a, a bit of a shot she's just like if you had a machine gun all this gangster yeah. stuff would be so much easier <laughs> to take care of which is kind of what i wondered as well like you're yeah. you, you know fighting mamuti in a basement <laughs> just get a get a gun like that you can't yeah, fight yeah. That. Oh, no, man, you can't you um you can't bring a gun to a knife fight. That's 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 that's, that's awful. That's, <laughs> that's rule number one. Can't um, do it. Yeah, yeah. But no, the first half. Um, I guess before we get into the second half, I do want to talk a little bit about. And you know, second half is sort of wraps up a lot with sort of the pacing and stuff like that. I feel. But before we jump around to that, man, like the look of this movie. I know we've mm. seen a lot of Malayalam movies, and they're always really just production wise fantastic, like through the roof, like 100%. they're masters in what they do. But I really like this this sort of aesthetic that they had going on this time. Yeah. Sort of a throwback to like the, as we said, sort of the 80s, 90s era. Yeah. Interesting for us because like we didn't grow up in Kerala or India. No. So I'm sure but watching this movie, like people our age, you know, mid-30s watching this movie, I'm sure this had references just laced throughout, whether it's like, you know, the way the the um the clothing they were wearing, the landline phones, um, the cars they, they were driving, wearing, like yeah, the cars, yep, yep. Um, the cars are very, uh, you know, in those old, old Italian movies, they always used to show off, like you know, what sort of old fashioned um, Ferrari cars they had. So I think this was a little homage kind of thing to sort of you know their own version with the ambassador car, which is a nice looking car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, aside from that, just we talked about the direction a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about the music. Like, holy yeah. shit. Like, oh, man. this was, man. Like, I mean, there's a score that runs throughout the entire movie 
I think. And it just sort of yeah. sets the tone and helps establish the atmosphere of the movie, basically. And like, I was a huge fan of it. Like, we've seen some great Malayalam movies with great music. Um, like, I think Tadumala is still one of my favorite uh, soundtracks. So like, yeah. You'll listen to that. Um, but this one, in terms of its pure score, like, just the music that plays throughout the movie. Ah, oh, amazing. so much for the movie, I thought. Um, and, like, it really almost feels like it sets a rhythm for the movie at times as well. Like, it, it almost feels like it's a song that's a really long song that's playing out. Like, that's how yeah. instrumental the music is in this. And, like, just the way they transition the different types of music. That main song, I, I don't know what it's called, but it's used in the fighting sequences. You immediately just, like, feel yeah. a rush of adrenaline watching that and you just kind of sit back and, you know, you want to get your popcorn and just watch Mamuti go cray on these yep. guys and just enjoy it. <laughs> but it just adds so much to this film. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it, I think it's so brilliantly done. There is a yeah. musical number in this, the one when Army's shop <laughs> opens up. That yeah. was just so lovely, man. In a film that is kind of, when we talk about cinematography and the colours, like most of the film is kind of this weird yellow, sepia, mm-hmm. greyish kind of yes. vibe. And that makes sense that we're dealing with the un- criminal underworld right we're dealing with yep. gray complex characters who are you know not either good or bad in a clear sense so that made sense but then you had this moments of like light and color like in that dance sequence which is just so well done and i i don't know how people would feel about it because it feels like such a change from the rest of the film because it goes from really intense and tension filled to this happy moment with the family right but yeah. it just shows these different sides to these characters and they're all having fun and I just loved seeing that. But the music, I've been listening to that throughout the day, actually, that that one song, because it just, like, makes me want to dance. Yeah. But I yeah, absolutely which, love which, that. Which one is this? This is the one where Ami's, like, story is about to open and then his brother is dancing and he's dancing. Yeah, and yes. And yes, is yes, dancing. Yes. Um, and you know that That's something bad's going to happen after oh, it because, like, things are going a little yeah. too good for Ami. But that sequence, because you got to see a different side of Ajas because he's pretty uptight, keeps his head down, yeah. worried about his brother Ami being a bit too reckless at times, and he lets loose and he's happy for his brother and he's, you know, drinking and having fun and dancing. Such a beautiful scene, great song, and so good to see, like, different sides of these characters and the brightness on screen as well. Loved it. No, that 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 song. I don't know how to really say, it, but I think it's paradise. Uh, the translation of paradise, like para, paradise. I, I don't really know how to say. It. Um, well, <laughs> but the word for paradise. It. Yeah, because yeah, it, it really is, and that song itself. Oh my god, beautiful song. Like that that song was really really nice. Um, yes. I also listened to it a few times after I watched the movie, and then. But yeah, it really is such a big contrast. And again, I think they had like stuff like they had like a John Denver poster. Somewhere on the side, yes, and like, yeah, yeah, they had yeah. More sort of eighties and nineties um, references. I remember one of the daughters yeah. was wearing a Led Zeppelin T-shirt and stuff. Yes. So yeah, the, right. there's a lot of probably things we missed that other people Correct. who grew up in that era could probably point to more. But even us, we probably yeah, picked up on yeah. a couple of things. Yeah, definitely no. But that that song is amazing. And yeah, no, like I mean, probably we haven't talked too much about the actor who plays about a, a jazz who's oh. really good. Um, Subin Sahir. I have to say, this guy has one of the best and widest smiles I've ever seen. Yeah. You just watch him dancing. He's got the biggest smile on his face. He makes me so, so happy, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's so great. And, yeah, that, that's such a great scene. And, yeah, you sort of know that it's inevitable. Yeah. 
in some ways. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. You know, Look, I'm, I'm pretty bad at picking what's going to happen, but that one I saw <laughs> from a mile away, I was like, gosh, it's going to go down here. Yeah. No, it definitely didn't make it easier, though. It, it definitely, no, no, that's it one that did really hit. That um, hits. But yeah, I think it's a it's a good transition right into sort of the second half, man, and sort of how they sort of go along, sort of conspiring. I yeah. really enjoyed how this played out. I gotta say, like straight away, like I loved how it gradually built into this thing, like yes. one by one by one, like you know the dominoes were falling, and you can yes. see like you know there's a just you know I think it's firstly yeah Michael gives the um the theater or the old the old the old building the building to, um, yeah 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 um. For the restaurant, and then it just pisses off um, Sean Cracko and uh, his brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to call him Sean Cracko. He's not going to get the treatment that he deserves in this. Um, <laughs> it's my favorite name. But uh, yeah, so he gives the building to um, those guys, and then that's when sort of the first balls, first grievance, know? yeah. And then yep, you sort yep. of see that the um, later you see like the the MP, uh, the politician yes. that's in the group. He sort yep. of was like, oh, okay, he's not going to work for me. I know somebody. <laughs> yeah, I this know guy to bring in, you know, bring in some um some guy from Mumbai, which ties in the story a little bit towards the past. The past, um, yeah. But how did you like sort of how the sort of the pacing was done and how the sort of inspired uh, to sort of take Michael? I love that. I thought it was just so well done because as you're saying, like these small little individual grievances just build up over time, right? And like people want to do something about it, but they never do. And then they start talking to one another about how they're a bit annoyed. Yes. And one thing just starts, leads to another. Like, you know, that, that Father Simon guy, um, he, uh, Mamuti's character doesn't support his promotion in the church or something, or yeah. doesn't allow him to get that promotion in the Catholic church. Um, and then he's kicked out of the breakfast table, right? He's like, go and eat eat by yourself somewhere else. Yes. Um, and just like these small little things that are going on and eventually the plot kind of becomes clear. One thought, one aspect of this that I really enjoyed is that so much of this film is set in Michael's house. They're, the yeah. characters either live there, they're hanging around there, they're even conspiring under his roof there. And that just adds <laughs> such like a layer of tension because you're like, dude, the guy's in the other room, like be careful what you're saying. But just the fact that they all have to live in this space and have to see Michael while being annoyed at him so much i just thought that ratcheted up the tension one extra level right and i also yeah. thought it was just a great kind of cinematic tool to set a lot of these dialogue in this one house mm. because they're all kind of confined and so you can see those dynamics play out a bit more clearly yeah. but just the the building up of the tension and then the idea of bringing in the the rajan character from mumbai yes. seeing his grandparents and introducing them who are also like somewhat hilarious because they're like wanting <laughs> yeah. how to like kill Michael and they're like these old feeble looking people, but they're so diabolical. They're like, yeah. oh, you chuck him in the, don't chuck him in the river because we want people to see that he's been killed. Yes. I was just like, what the hell, man? These guys are brutal, but also I guess their son's been killed by Michael. But yeah, yeah look, I think what this film does even better than the conclusion is the build up towards the conclusion. Yeah. I think that's what makes this like so tense and edge of your seat and they're able yeah. to sustain that for a good two hours before you have the release yep. valve and things go crazy basically so look i, I love yeah. that second half of the film um i think the tension was just built up ex expertly i didn't feel the two and a half hour runtime of this film to be yeah. honest no to be honest to give some context i started this movie like late on like i think a monday um and i thought i watched half of it because you know 
this time. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I thought I'd watch half of it and I'd go to sleep, wake up and watch the sort of, um, you know, the next half, the next night or something like that. Yes. It didn't happen. I, didn't I basically happen. was like, yeah, I watched it and it got to the point where I think they started to conspire. And yeah. I was like, okay, buckle in because, yep, this is going to be a late one. It's going to um, hit the fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to move because it was just so – I loved how they sort of played out and how well they sort of did it. Um, even the introduction of the Rajan character, even though it's probably a bit – he himself doesn't have that much room to no. do much. But some of the scenes he's in, I think one of my favorites is like, how awkward is it when, you know, um, the brothers bring him to visit Michael? Oh, and he, oh, I was just like, are you seriously was, doing this? Like, yeah. and they put like some random business proposition to him? Yes, yes, yes. Like, like, so awkward. Michael's taunting him saying like, what happened to your father? Oh, he was murdered, wasn't he? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. So tense. Murdered him. Um, so he was just like... No letting up and like it was just enjoyable. Like I really liked it. The build up was absolutely fantastic. I thought it was you got to see how it sort of kept going. Yeah. Um, and you know, how is Michael gonna sort of combat this? And yeah. sort of as we sort of to circle back to sort of the um I think the real trigger point, the death of uh Adjust's um, brother. I mean yeah. um pretty similar name to mine. Um which is kind <laughs> of which is kind of scary. Uh but <laughs> the way he sort of gets taken down. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Like, it, I mean, that's a point that probably hit me the most emotionally. Cause, like, yeah. like, I mean, in some way, like, there is a certain level of predictability in this. Like, someone's going to have to take the fall here. Yeah. And in a lot of Buffy yeah. movies, it is sort of a younger sort of character who's not like some innocent or naive or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who's probably in too deep and that doesn't really belong in this world, but is there just, you know, through association. Um, yes. We see some of them, like, in an early scene, like, it's an early fight scene. Well, I think yeah. some of the younger kids are there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of love and, um, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's, Peter, kind of Paul, um, yeah. yeah. It's like all the veterans as well as the kids. So they're in this world of crime, which they yeah. can't escape. But yeah, when he died, man, like it really did sort of hit me hard. Like I was like, man, that's, that's, I felt really bad for him. Like it was, um, that's a gut punch because it was like, exactly. Yeah. He's, he'd got the approval to be with the woman he loves. He's opened up his cafe. Like, you know, his brother was happy. Everything was, looking great and then just taken away from him in an instant and you can immediately see the ripple effects it's going to have on Arjas on Rachel his girlfriend like it, yeah. it, you know that that's going to be the trigger point for everything that's going to happen and the escalations that will happen but, but again it's just you have so many characters and they were all fleshed out such that when this happened it feels like a gut punch it's not just even if it's predictable it hurt correct yeah that's what I love about this like even though like you know, we've seen, like, I guess they're not recent mafia movies, but they've yeah. been done a billion times. Um, 100%. And, you know, death is very common in them, but this one was yeah. done especially well. I think, I don't know, maybe it was just that, like, you know, it really got to a real peak with the song. You know, you got to see, yes. like, him coming yeah. together. And even though while watching the song, I even wrote down, he's going to die. Um, yeah, I, was yeah. wrote, I wrote down, I, someone's going to die. Him or his yeah, brother, yeah, yeah. but probably him. Um, yes. And when that happened, it was just like, oh, no. Like, it, it just felt terrible and then it sort of led to some more sort of story building i think with um the exploration of ajasta's character yeah i think if i was to be a little bit critical about this movie that's one that i felt it's kind of just sprinkled in um towards the yeah. end oh ajasta's by the way is also crazy um yeah 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 he's also a wild one so watch out and yes. it's kind of like ah oh, it's kind of a sudden um, yes because there's that? nothing that would suggest that he's and like you know this awesome fighter guy right because he's like a stalker like yeah. he's cooking for his wife he seems just like a nervous guy because he's 
concerned yes. about his brother. And out of nowhere, he goes up and beats the crap out of Shine, Chaco, and yeah. and Peter and Paul, right? Oh. Yeah, so it's yeah, yeah, escalates, yeah, yeah. I think they, they could have done I think if it was if they could have done something a little bit like um, just to reference another Indian movie that we watched. Uh, I really liked in Vikram, um, yeah, the role of the uh, I think you probably don't want to talk about the role of the uh, maid. Yes, uh, you know, yes. When something drops and turns out she's a secret agent. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's hinted to at least in that movie, right? Correct. Like yeah. she like catches it's a falling glass or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly right. In this, there was no sort of, there's no sort of, um, there's there's nothing to show us that he's all. actually, yeah, no foreshadowing. Exactly right to show us that he's actually crazy. So that's one thing that I think they could have done a little bit better. Um, we can probably move along to the conclusion of the movie and the climax. Um, were you a fan of how this movie ended, or what did you think? Yeah, look, this is probably where I thought the movie fell short in my view, and I'd be interested to get your thoughts, but I just thought these villains or the conspirators, they were in way over their head trying to take yeah. down Michael. Like, <laughs> it just never seemed like a fair fight at all. Like, as yeah. soon as Michael had enough evidence that, uh, you know, Martin and those and uh, the Chaco character had killed Army, it basically was just him picking off each of them one by one. Like, you know, the politician's done in, like, 30 seconds after yes. some evidence is revealed against him. The police guy, Martin, is run over in a truck anticlimactically. Again, takes, like, yeah. 20 seconds to happen. Yeah. Like, every character is taken down so quickly that it felt like a bit of an anticlimax, I guess. Mm-hmm. To I, I, would have ex- I would have liked something a bit more complex instead of Michael lying in bed being like, all right, time to take him out. Yes, time to take yeah. him out, time to take him out, right? <laughs> it, it all happened so quickly that I just felt like it, it, it didn't, I think, reach the heights. The tension built it up so much and was done so well that, like, the ending didn't quite deliver in terms of, like, a release valve and giving an ending that was really memorable to me. So I don't know. I just saw the ending coming a mile away and I just wished it was a bit more. I wish the villains were a bit smarter, to be honest, like, Mm. These guys just had no idea what they were in for. Like, Michael is more intelligent, got more connections, he's more physically strong than all of them, and he's more experienced, yeah. and he'll do whatever it takes to, like, get his revenge or take care of business and look after the family. These guys, yeah. once he figured it out, there was no contest. No, I, 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 do, I do agree mostly with that. Like, I did, I did think it was like, you know, they did build up how powerful Michael is, and that's what... Yes. He's a further expression of that. He's so powerful that he can take you down at any time, but yeah. he's decided not to um, out of his, his own goodwill, I, I, yes. I, I guess. Like he ends up, I don't know if he, he, he planned on murdering everybody. Um, no, no. Oh, he gets some in jail and he murdered some of them. Um, yes. He gets um, a just to be like his hammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go and take people out. I did like that transfer. Like, yeah. You know, the transfer of sort of the power to adjust because yes. that's the most worthy. But there was like, who else was it going to be? Like, there was no one else really no. even contention because everyone else was against him. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, adjust and yeah, just, you know, the uh, female characters mostly that were around. It wasn't, there was no one else really to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it did feel a little anticlimactic. You are right about that. Like, I do sort of wish the action scene before that, when he almost dies, was uh, like, yeah. okay. I thought this is this is a good start. What now? Yes. But then it sort of just becomes like, yeah, it kind of I mean, turns off and becomes up, like, hundred yeah. percent. Like that that action scene you're talking about under the garage where Rajan's crew yes. kind of assaults um, 
the Mamuti character, it, it builds up Rajan as this really influential guy, but that's really the only time you see him being a real yeah. boss or like being in control. You never see him fight. And it's one of the things I feel like with action sequences, I'm just like thinking out loud. Sometimes rather than having, you know, a million people fight the main character, if you just had one really bad guy have an intense fight with the main character, yeah. like that can show his power a little bit more. Like even that back and forth when Mamuti is talking to him and Shine Chaco about the hotel business, like yeah. that showed the power dynamics so much more and just how powerful Michael is, mm-hmm. um, so much more than all the action. But, yeah, I just feel like yeah. maybe they could have done more with the Rajan character and shown him to be a bit more of a threat than what he actually was. But. You know, he was a young kid who thought highly of himself, but Michael's this experienced guy who knows how to take care of business. So yeah, he and said. even his downfall is kind of like, okay. Yeah, like, I, know, I didn't like, highly uh, understand it, to be honest, but like his quick hand on him. Yeah, all I understood was that Michael is so powerful that he has connections above Rajan in Mumbai itself. Yes. And he was able to, you know, pull the yeah. strings even more throughout that because he's not... Rajan doesn't know how much influence Michael actually has. Yes. Uh, or, the, yes. Uh, you know, the family actually has, um, even, even where he is, uh, you know, 